0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about setting healthy boundaries. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this is because we're yet again going to be going into Mercury and retrograde which is always fun during this time of year is when computers decide that they don't want to start working. Electronics, just everything seems to like take 20 times longer than it should. And not that we want to give anything a story, but that's just the truth. It just seems like that's what happens during this time. And another thing that tends to happen is you hear from people you haven't heard from in a long time before. So sometimes that means past partners can come back, or friends you haven't heard from in a long time. And often the reason that we haven't heard from them in a long time anyway is because we grew apart from that person. And usually it's because we don't hold the same values or they didn't treat us well, so we just allowed that relationship to just kind of fade away. So when you experience people coming back into your life, it's important that you say, You set and keep a healthy boundary because people will try to come back in and they will act like, or at least want you to believe like nothing, no time's gone by, nothing happened. You were all great. And this may be someone who did something to you that it caused you to not be around this person anymore. So that person coming back during this time may throw you for a loop. You may be like, what in the what? And it is not the universe playing a trick on you. You know, I saw a post on Facebook that said, our exes come back sometime to see if we're still stupid. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes we are kind of being tested, like, have we learned our lesson? Are we going to keep choosing the same kind of person? Are we going to keep repeating the same patterns of behavior? But sometimes I truly think it's tests in another way. People will come back and say, you know what, I've changed, and I'm so sorry, and I know that I made a mistake. And that's great. You know, it's always wonderful to get an apology. It is. Half of the time... When people do things to me, I don't really expect an apology. And more often than not, you don't get one. And so you just have to forgive people who don't apologize. So when someone comes back and they apologize, it's like, oh, that's terrific. You know, thank you. I appreciate the apology. But if they're coming back and they want to apologize and they want to be back in your life again, then you have to use discernment. You have to decide, okay, has this person really changed? And you can use your intuition, but you can also set boundaries with the person. You know, I always say, actions speak louder than words. So don't tell me you're sorry. Show me you're sorry. Like, how are you going to make up for what you did? And that's up to you to decide how each person might make up for what they did. And with every person, it's different. And I think even with every situation, it's different. Because you may have a friend who, you know, maybe they just started caring more about other things and they just neglected you. And so you kind of drifted apart. And a person like that who wants to come back in, maybe all they need to really show you is that they have time for you. Or maybe you were in a relationship though and the person was really toxic and codependent and they're going to have to do a whole lot more to prove to you that they've changed. So I think it really is dependent upon every person's situation and that's going to be different. It's going to be different for every person. And I can't sit here and tell you, do XYZ and you'll know if this person is better. I can't say that because every situation is not going to be the same but I can tell you some things you can do to help you make that judgment call. The first thing you need to do is listen to your intuition because your gut is always on point. If your person is sitting there telling you like, I'm changed and I'm so much better and I wanna build this relationship again or this friendship or I wanna be a part of your life again and the hair in the back of your neck stands up and you start to get these physical feelings of like, I don't believe this person, You might want to go with your gut because your gut does not lie to you, especially if you're an empath. You can feel when someone's lying to you before that person. Like, I think some people don't even realize how much they lie. But when you're an empath and someone's lying to your face, you're like, uh, you should just stop talking because I already know that everything you're saying is a total and complete lie. Like, you don't even have to try to make your story better. I just know it. I know you're lying. I can feel you're lying. And that used to make an ex of mine so mad because I knew when he was lying or wasn't telling me the whole truth. It was very tricky because he wouldn't out and out lie. He just wouldn't tell the whole truth. And I knew that, like I knew that he wasn't telling the whole truth. And to me, that's kind of lying. That's lying. You're being shady and there's no reason to do that. If you're being honest and legit and you're loyal, there's no reason to do that. So and actually, I think this person just made his situation a lot worse. Like I trusted him way less than probably I should have just because of the way that he like tried to talk around stories. And, you know, it just made me think that he was very shady and shifty. And I don't know if he really was or not, but my gut was like, don't don't fall for this. So you've got to listen to your gut because your gut will tell you it's like a lying meter. And when they, I think it's hilarious when they don't understand how you know. Like, what do you mean? How do you know I was lying? Because I have intuition. And every time you say something, it makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It gives me chills. It gives me goosebumps because I know something's not right. Because that's your team, too, and your higher self going, warning, red flag, red flag. We get signals all the time if there's a red flag or if we can trust someone or not. And so we really need to start learning more. We need to lean more into our intuition. We need to start trusting that more. I think many of us will doubt it because we think we're being too hard on people or we're, you know, being too harsh. Like, well, I have a problem trusting people. Yeah, and there's a reason we have trouble trusting people because we just know enough times when they're lying and yes, we do need to trust people to an extent, but if you're getting those signals like that someone's not being legit, they're not being honest, you got to go with that. You've got to go with your gut. I mean, I really don't think there was ever a time when I was, you know, I didn't go when I went with my gut and I wasn't right, you know? And in every situation, there was another time when I knew someone wasn't being honest with me, but he didn't say anything, And like the next day, there was like a whole bombshell dropped on me. And I just knew, like I knew something was wrong and I could tell. And at the time, I didn't know I was an empath. I had no idea why I knew or how I knew. I just knew something was up because I could feel that energy shift. I could feel that person's vibration and I knew there was something off. So you've got to start learning to trust the intuitive hits that you're given. So if someone comes back and is like, oh, I'm so sorry and I want to... start over and I want to you know be in your life again, they have to earn a place in your life. So if they're talking to you and they're telling you all of this and your intuition is like sirens going off like red flag, red flag, abort, abort, walk away. listen to that. okay And I'm not saying that everybody comes back during this time to stir things up and they're gonna lie to you and whatever. that's not always the case. Some people really genuinely change and they miss you, and they want to come back, and they want to be a part of your life. But like I said, let them prove that they deserve to be a part of your life, because you've spent so much time working on yourself, and being very discerning with yourself. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're with someone who doesn't value you, and who doesn't see your worth again. Because we're done doing that. We're done being around people like that. That's not who we are anymore, and we're not going to accept crumbs from anyone. We're not going to have anyone making us feel like we're less than. We're not going to overgive to someone else just to feed their own ego. Like We don't do that stuff anymore. That's all BS from the past. Those are our old people-pleasing ways, and we're not going back there. So if someone comes back, they have to prove to you that they're different, that they've changed. Because the old you, the people pleaser, would have just wanted to make that person happy and would have given and then felt resentful and then felt like you weren't appreciated and that they never had time for you and they never gave back to you in the way that you gave to them. Because that's what people pleasers do. And once we learn to set our healthy boundary and say, you know what, I will give to you, but you better give back to me, and it better be 50 50 none of this 80 20 crap because that's not flying anymore that's not who i am anymore and you know i think sometimes people they think fondly on our relationships of like oh it it was so great and i was so happy and whatever they were because you were catering to their needs i know i've done that in the past so i was catering to every need And now I feel like if someone came back, I'd be like, you know, I'm not the same person. So if you're coming back expecting me to be the same person, you're dead wrong. Like I'm not going to overgive to you anymore. I'm not going to care what you think anymore. I'm going to do my own thing. And if you want to be a part of that, that's great. You better contribute something. And if you don't, great, move along. And we really do have to set those healthy boundaries. And for some of us, that's so hard. But sometimes I think that that is a lesson. When the universe sends people back into our lives, I don't think it's necessarily to test that we're stupid. I think it is to test if we have learned how to set a healthy boundary. Because if that person hasn't changed, and they're still the same kind of person, they're not going to want to stick around because they don't want to be with someone who expects equal give and take. They want to be with someone who's a people pleaser, who's going to overgive to them so they don't have to do anything in the relationship. So if they're coming back thinking that they're getting the person that you were, they're not going to necessarily like that and they'll move on. Or maybe they will like that. Maybe they will be like, oh my gosh, like who is this person? I didn't even know you all along and this is so great that you're setting a boundary and I'm more than willing to meet you halfway. You just don't know. We don't know how people are going to react. And we can't change people. The only person we can change is ourselves. But if you stay very strong in your convictions, in who you are, in number one, I think the number one thing you have to do is not care what others think of you. And that's hard, especially if you are a people pleaser because you do care what people think of you too much. But when we get to that point where we're like, well, you know what? If they like me, great. If not, great. Whatever. My life's going to be the same no matter what. That's not going to affect my daily life. I think when you get to that point, there's such freedom. But also, that's very attractive to a lot of people. That whole, I don't care what people think of me. I think a lot of people respect people who feel that way. I know I do. Because I know how hard it is to get to that point. And I would say that I'm almost completely there, but there's still times when I fall back and go, oh, I wonder what people, you know, I I still do it sometimes. But I'm getting there, and I think I'm so much better than where I was a year ago, two years ago. So not caring what people think, not allowing people to take from you. We can take, but we also have to give we have to be able to get and we have to give. So if someone's taking from you, they should also be giving to you equally. And I was talking to someone the other day who said, I was working with a client the other day who was talking about how they were an overgiver, like they just really liked to give, but they had a really hard time receiving from other people. And I don't really know why this person had a hard time receiving, but I feel like that this person was not alone. I feel like that is a lot of people, especially people pleasers. We kind of neglect ourselves and our own needs. And we're always wondering, what do other people need? And we kind of get lost in the shuffle with that. So it's super important that you're able not just to give to other people, but also to be able to receive from other people. We need to receive love. And I talk about this in my book, Beautifully Broken. I talk about how If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this psychologist, Maslow, basically said that we have a hierarchy of needs, things that we need to have in order to feel like we've led a happy life. And one of the things is physiological needs, things like, do we have enough food? Do we have enough money? Of course, that's obvious. But one of the other things, too, was love, being able to give and receive love. And a lot of people say that they're able to give love, but they're not always necessarily able to receive love. I don't know if there's a guilt or something. I, For me, I personally, I think a lot of people were kind of, I, I want to say ignored, but I don't mean it to sound bad. But I think a lot of people didn't get the attention and the love that they deserved from their parents. And I think a big reason for that, and there's a lot of reasons, but in my generation, you know, I was a child of the eighties, late seventies, and then early eighties. And so during the time when I was a child, a lot of parents, both parents had to work. So you had, like, I was raised by a single mom. So that just threw another wrench into it because there was only one parent at home anyway, But on top of that both parents usually have to work. So we have then we were labeled as latchkey kids which meant that we were home for a few hours by ourselves during the afternoon from the time that we got out of school until the time that our parents came home from work or for us our mom came home from work. And that's all great. That's good. But you know, when you have parents who are both working, then they come home and they're tired and then they have to get dinner and then they've got a lot of stuff they need to do and then they need to unwind themselves. I totally understand this because this is the life that I live myself. So children can sometimes feel like they aren't paid attention to because what did my parents do is like, oh, go watch TV, you know, or go outside and play, which we did. And, you know, in that day and age, we loved going outside and playing, it was like, okay, go outside and stay outside until the street lights come on and you just go play and have fun. And we did, and we knew all the neighborhood kids and it was like a big gang. So it was fun. It's not like we didn't enjoy our childhood, but I feel like you don't form that attachment that maybe you would have if you had a parent who wasn't tired all of the time and, and had time for you. So I think some of us, that's where that comes from. Is just not getting the attention that we needed, and we can feel very resentful of that as well. So, and I was the middle child, so I had that middle child syndrome, you know. So there was the the Jan Brady syndrome where you didn't get enough attention because you were the middle child, but um, you know I think that's what stems for a lot of us is we're like, well, I'm not used to getting all of this attention, but we need to, and we need to be able to say. I want attention. I make fun of my mom now because, you know, she, my twins were born on her birthday and she was like, oh, well now I don't have a birthday. I have to share my birthday. And I'm thinking you're preaching to the choir, sis. I'm a twin, you know, too. So I've always had to share a birthday. It's not like I've ever gotten my own day, but now she'll say like, oh, it's my birthday month. And, oh, we got to go out all weekend because it's my birthday weekend. It's my birthday month. You know, it's like, Okay, I barely get a day and you've turned yours into an entire month. What? What is this? But I think, you know, the point is that if you feel like you need the attention, you need somebody to give to you, then by all means, step up and speak up, speak your truth, say, "Yes, this is what I need from you." And if someone's coming back, you know, that's what you need to do. You need to say, you know what? You're going to have to prove it to me. You're going to have to prove to me that you deserve to be in my life. And this is how you can do it. You can show me by being honest, by giving equally, by making me feel like I am an important part of your life, all of these things. And if the person truly does want to be a part of your life, they're not going to balk at that. They'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful I got a second chance to be a part of your life. Because they should feel that way. You're awesome and you're worthy and you're deserving. And if they didn't see your worth before, it's time that they start seeing it now. So be strong and set your healthy boundary and you know, let them prove that they they earned a spot in your life because that's how it really should be. People should feel lucky and blessed and happy that they get to be a part of your life. So they need to... Act like they are. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today on my podcast. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please share it with others. That helps others to find me. Please leave a review. Leaving reviews is one of the nicest and coolest things you can do because, as a small business owner, our main way of getting our name out, getting our word out, is by reviews, by referrals. And that energy exchange will be given back to you tenfold because you're helping so much. Just by leaving stars on iTunes or leaving a little review, it means the world to me. And I want to thank you so much for those of you who've already done it. Same thing goes, if you've purchased my book, Beautifully Broken, if you could leave a review from wherever you've Purchased it, I would be so super thankful and grateful because the more reviews my book gets, the more it shows up when other people are looking for self-help or when they're looking for parenting books or divorce books. That really, really helps me because I want to help as many people as possible and I want to get the word out to as many people as possible that here's some really awesome tools to help you live a life that's even more beautiful than before. So you are helping me do that, and I want to thank you so much for that. Also, when you do that, you'll be entered into a contest to win a free session with me, or you can also post a picture of you with my book on your social media site. I will also enter you to win a free session with me. If you do that, tag me in your post. That's the one thing. I have to see your post, so if you're doing that, make sure you're tagging me or sending me a screenshot so I know you've done that so I can enter your name in the contest the winners will receive a free session with me and I will let you pick what kind of session you want so what are you waiting for get on that don't forget to follow me on social media I go live on Facebook Mondays at five thirty central where I do a free card reading and I also post readings on Instagram to IGTV so follow me there And if you go to my website and you subscribe to my website, you will receive a free morning and evening meditation as my gift to you. Don't forget that for the rest of February, my coaching sessions are 30% off and my Love Your Life course, which I'm getting so much feedback about. Everyone is saying they love it. So right now it is on sale for $33. It's normally $88, but it is over half off. So it was a great time to get in on that program as well. All right, guys, I love you so much. I hope you have a beautiful day and that you see so much magic and many blessings around you. And I will talk to you here again soon. Bye.